and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus one woman fantasy football league. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. Hey everybody, listen up. Here's the deal. So, my wife and I and the kids are on a trip in little old Murchison, Texas. And of course I gotta do the podcast. This is like my favorite thing to do. However, I've had quite a bit to drink. And there's also some other situations. I forgot my computer. So I'm on my daughter's purple stickered up HP Chromebook working on this podcast. And I'm going off of little bit old data. And here's the other thing is I don't wanna, the internet's bad. Cause we're in, like I said, little old Murchison, Texas. And so I don't really want to go and edit this podcast because that's web-based. I do that through WeVideo web-based and it's going to take forever. So we're going to do it live. So any sort of dead air time, I'm going to try to throw in the drops, but any dead air time, I'm going to keep in there because also we've got some college football that we want to go watch. So let's get started. We're going to start off with the all bench team. Just sitting on the bench, scoring lots of points. It's the all bench team. All right, on the all bench team, you got McCann's Daniel Jones, which, you know, I guess it's turning into one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league because whoever McCann sticks on his bench seems to always make the all bench team at quarterback. So he started Kyler Murray, who got 22.62 points, and Joe Burrow, who got 22.32 points. I learned a fun fact about Kyler Murray. I was talking to some friends. Kyler Murray apparently as a freshman went to Louisville High School, which is right next to me. I, I live really right next to Louisville High School. And um, and then because they didn't want to – they wanted to let him try out for quarterback, but they didn't like him there because he's too short. And so they moved him um, somewhere else, and then he's like, well, F you – I'm transferring to Allen. And so then he ended up going to Allen High School. And, you know, the rest is history. So uh, Louisville High School, who's really terrible, hasn't made the playoffs in a long time. They could have uh, they could have Kyler, Moore, Kyler Murray at quarterback, and they did not. The other quarterback spot on our all-bench team is Trey Lance on the Fantasy Football Experts team. Trey Lance is on uh, – well, I'm sorry um, – Fantasy football experts started Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson got injured on Thursday night. And so there you go. Trey Lance plugging right in there. Looks like the world's uh, aligning. The planets are aligning for you at your quarterback position. But yeah, yeah. You're obviously not starting Trey Lance last week um, because, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Lance wasn't even a starter. So running back, we got dad's Kenneth Gainwell. He ended up starting Dalvin Cook and J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick, he started over Damian Harris, which I said he should start over um, Damian Harris last week because Damian Harris was going against Tampa Bay. But, yeah, no, Kenneth Gainwell had 20.9 points, some garbage time, but whatevs. Dalvin Cook looks like he's not himself, and that's really going to hurt Stad's team going forward. The other running back at the on the all-bench team is James Conner. Um, on Amanda's team. He had 20.6 points. Meanwhile, she started um, DeAndre Swift at 8.9 and then Miles Sanders at 7.7. 7. 
you know, Miles Sanders is really doing bad. Uh, I don't know if you're going to start James Conner over him, but uh, that's tough. That's rough. I think you won last week anyway. Um, also on the all-bench, we have two wide receivers from Nick's team. We have Deontay Johnson, who scored 24.2 points, and then De- Devontae Smith, who scored 19.2 points. Devontae Smith is now on this guy's team. Um, but yeah, you, you started Tyreek Hill, who got you 47.6 points, and Justin Steele Jefferson, who got 20.4 points. And Mike Williams got 2.1 points. So Mike Williams did not do well. I did, however, hear that you tried to trade Mike Williams for somebody. I forgot. Somebody on Christopher's team. I don't remember what the deal is. Um, But, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Williams for one of his – Justin Herbert. Right, yeah. Which makes no sense for Christopher. I don't know why you wanted to do that. The other wide receiver on the all-bench team is Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson has dual eligibility. So LaRoche could have started Corderell Patterson in any spot, any of his five wide receiver running back spots or even his super flex spot, and that would have been a smart idea. But um, he did not. Um, I think you probably will start him if you're not starting him already over Joe Mixon because Joe Mixon is out. I'm not really sure what to do about Cordero Patterson, you know, when obviously you got to start him now because Joe Mixon's out, but when Joe Mixon's back, man, I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to keep doing what he's doing, top five, you know, running back slash wide receiver in the league, but he's very unpredictable. It's a good guy to have. I'd rather have him than not have him, but yeah. All right, the last guy on the all bench team at tight end is Jared Cook. Amanda started Robert Tunyon who got 2.6 points, but she should have started Jared Cook, who had 19 points. And I do realize that this was my recommendation to start Tunyon, but he's not doing well. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to go to the trade tracker. Trade tracker. We only got a couple trades to track. The Noah Fant for LaVishka Chenault trade between me and my dad. Noah Fant, I said last week, LaVishka Chenault on the Thursday night game had 17 points. But Noah Fant had an almost equal 16.6 points, which is really better when you consider that he's a tight end. And so I'm I'm winning that matchup. Christopher's versus Smitty's deal. Mike Davis for Rondale Moore is getting more in Christopher's favor. Mike Davis... Um, scores 10.6 points. Rondell Moore is just not doing well at 6.7 points. Christopher's winning that handedly. There will be another trade to track going forward. The Devontae Smith-Robert Woods deal that I made with Nick. Uh, Robert Woods had 27 points this Thursday. Uh, but it looks like you're going to need a running back. You should probably look at trading Robert Woods for a running back. Because you're having to start Khalil something for uh, for the Bears, Khalil Herbert. I had to go look up his name because I really was not sure who that was. So good luck with that. All right, those are the trades that we're tracking. Let's look at last, last week's matchup, some matchup reviews. First, we're going to start off with the Tough Luck Award. Tough Luck, man. So the Tough Luck Award was really, really tough luck. Christopher had the third highest score this week, 
and he played against the second highest score, and it, so he ended up losing. He had an 82% chance to win, meaning, you know, of the 11 other people that aren't his team, there was only two teams that he could have played and lost to, and he happened to play one of them. Jordan was the opposite on the end of the spectrum. He got the Dumb Luck Award. Totally unearned. This guy gets the Dumb Luck Award. Very similarly, he had the third lowest score, but he happened to play somebody who had an even lower score than he did. And so he had an 18% chance to win, and he pulled it off. So Jordan getting the Dumb Luck Award. Um, good for you, Jordan Talley. He played against my dad, who had the second lowest score. Rayford ended up with the lowest score. He was our biggest loser, big time loser of the week. It's time for Big Time Loser of the Week. Rayford, if you look at his weeks, he's got a lot of work to do. He only really had one good week, and then he had another win, but little undeserved you know his team Allen Robinson is just I I don't know how you start him but then you look at your bench players Tim Patrick maybe I mean Jerry Judy is coming back so who knows and then your running backs you got Aaron Jones who does you know Aaron Jones is a boom bust player he either scores like four touchdowns or he scores no touchdowns that seems to be his way of going um, and then you don't really have a second running back. You're starting Jamal Williams right now. You started Alexander Madison last or two weeks ago when Dalvin Cook was out. Miles Gaskin has been probably one of the most disappointing players in fantasy. Robbie Anderson right up there with him. I mean, he's been really bad. I counted him as a solid wide receiver player, but he, he's not, you're not starting him, and he's not even starting worthy. You're starting Jalen Waddle, Antonio Brown. Allen Robinson. That tells you all you need to know about your wide receiver situation. So, biggest loser of the week, Matt Rayford. Um, second low. Oh, actually, you know what? The uh, that is in fact the lowest score anybody has had all week. I mean, all year. And so, you are the biggest, biggest, biggest loser of any week. I don't know how that makes you feel better or worse. Probably worse. It should make you feel worse for sure. All right. So let's take a let's review last week's matchups. Um, I went four and two for the week. That puts me at fourteen and ten on the year in the Smitty versus Amanda matchup. I predicted Amanda, and I was right. Zach Wilson um, sat on Smitty's bench. And this was his best start so far. So Amanda's quarterbacks continue to carry her. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Um, also, big reason why this happened for Amanda was she got 15 points from her kicker and then 23 points from Buffalo's defense. So I'm going to say that's a big reason why. And then you got Smitty, who can't seem to find a wide receiver. In fact, on the bench, Corey Davis had 21.1 points. For Smitty, oh, you know what? He really should have gone on the all-bench team over Devontae Smith. Brain fart on my part, but I'm not going to go back. 
it's just um, is what it is. Yeah, Corey Davis um, was on Smitty's bench and scored. So if anybody's playing DFS, Daily Fantasy out there, you should probably go look and see who Smitty's starting on his bench because he seems to – wide receiver because he seems to always uh, have a good wide receiver sitting on his bench. It's the not-so-subtle bashing of Smitty. Also on the Jacoby Myers touchdown – Watch, Jacoby Myers has not scored a touchdown yet. That's 19 games where he has not scored a touchdown. The Urban-LaRoche matchup, I called an upset. Uh, That was wrong. Urban is currently in 11th place, which means he's probably going to win at least one game because he's going to be in 10th. We all know that. But Urban, I mean, his, his quarterbacks, Tannehill and Mayfield, are just not as advertised. You know, also LaRoche got finally got something from the Matt Ryan Calvin Ridley combo. Um, so yeah. That should be interesting. I already talked about this earlier, but LaRoche is definitely starting Cordero Patterson, who's like a top scorer in the league right now. McCann versus Christopher reviewing this matchup. I said this was gonna be very high scoring, and I was right. Christopher did get zero points from the tight end position, and I think that made the difference. Both of these teams were neck and neck. It came down to Monday night. Christopher had Herbert. McCann had Eckler, and both teams scored really, really well. So, you know, be on the lookout there um, for both of these teams. I think both of these teams are going to do really well. I predicted McCann was going to win, and I was right, but it was really, really, really close. In the dad versus um, Jordan matchup, I predicted that my dad would win, but Jordan won. Um, you know, my dad's team has been doing really, really well this year, but it finally kind of came back down to earth. You know, you didn't you didn't really get much out of Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook looks like he could be injured, and that could totally derail your team. Yeah. The Rayford versus Nick matchup. Nick won... Um, I suge- I thought that this was going to be a really high-scoring affair, but it was actually very low-scoring. Um, when I was talking a little bit about DFS lineups, Daily Fantasy, another guy you should always pick on your Daily Fantasy lineup is whoever dad starts at tight end. He started Dalton Schultz, who had a couple of touchdowns, and over Rob Gronkowski, who in the previously also scored lots of touchdowns. So... Then we got me versus the fantasy football expert, and I definitely pulled it out. It was nice that I got a zero from Chark and a low score from Chase from Thursday night. Um, Sam Darnold is just beating the world down. Saquon Barkley, too, are both beating the world down right now, and I'm glad to have them on my teams. You know, fantasy football expert has got some concerns with Russell Wilson being injured. Kyle Pitts has been bad. And uh, also, Derrick Henry can't keep doing this. But, uh, I don't know, maybe he can. He is Derrick Henry. Um, Speaking of Derrick Henry, I will say that Sam Darnold is currently leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Not Derrick Henry. So, yeah, just wanted to to point that out there. Yeah. Alright, let's take a look at this week's matchups. Matchups. 
But before we get into it, I would like to uh, listen to Nick's victory speech. So Nick, I've been texting with Nick, and he's super proud of his 168 points last week. However, he didn't. he's out of town, so he was not able to get me his victory speech, but he did get me this victory speech. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheater. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. And it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas. But I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. What happens when you're a gazelle and you're not being pushed? You're not being prodded? You're not giving it a reward? Nobody's encouraging you? What happens when you're a gazelle and the lion's not chasing anymore? You stop running. What happens when you're a lion? When you're a lion, it does not make a difference. You realize that if your family is going to eat, that if that pack of lions is to survive, then you got to go hunt. So technically, that's that might be Ray Lewis, but um, I think it still still fits. So let's preview this week's matchups. Here we go: McCann versus Amanda. Uh, Yahoo says that McCann's going to win, and I happen to agree. McCann is is going to win. Um, you know, I really looked at this matchup, and I wanted to find a reason to go with Amanda, but I just couldn't. Amanda's strength at quarterback has tough matchups. Patrick Mahomes is going against Buffalo, one of the best defenses in the league. And Jalen Hurts is going against Carolina, who's really doing well at defense. Plus, Amanda's Miles Sanders has been pretty terrible. Um, and really, honestly, McCann's got Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is ripping the whole world a new a-hole. Like, he is just killing everybody. Um, yeah. Haven't looked at it. I looked at it on Thursday, and Amanda was starting Robert Tunyon. She should start Derek Cook. I'm just going to keep telling her to start the other tight end just to be a jerk face. Let's take a look at the next matchup. Smitty versus LaRoche. All right, so the first thing you see when you go to this matchup is five red letter Qs next to several of LaRoche's players, including guys who were on his bench. So which will make it like seven Qs, questionables. So some of those guys are going to be out. Some aren't. Uh, Mixon's almost definitely going to be out. Um, however, um, Yahoo thinks Smitty's going to win. I think Smitty is going to win. LaRoche has a lot of decisions to make as far as who, who to play and who not to play. Um, yeah, good luck with that, LaRoche. I'm glad I'm not dealing with your situation. Also, just wanting everybody to know that um, Smitty has Ayuk sitting on his bench. So, like I said earlier, let's get Ayuk in your DFS lineup. Because whoever, whatever wide receiver Smitty puts on his bench, that guy ends up doing really well. Yeah, as far as starters for this game, I think LaRoche should probably go ahead and start Galladay over A.J. Brown. 
but it is Saturday afternoon, 3.40, and so I don't know if you're going to, you may switch that on your own, depending on if A.J. Brown plays. So you just you just need to figure out your who's healthy and play them situation. Urban versus fantasy football experts. Um, Yahoo says fantasy football experts going to win, and I agree. I think we're going to get more of the same from Urban. Tannehill and Mayfield are just not great quarterbacks. Chris Carson may not even play. Actually, he did not play on Thursday night, and so you're not going to end up with a good situation there. Uh, yeah. Kyle Pitts. There's a lot of receivers going down for Atlanta. Uh, I think um, Russell Gage is out. Somebody else is out, and they're playing against somebody else. I don't know, whatever. They're they're not. Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to actually do something this week, and so that that'll be good for the fantasy football expert. Speaking of uh, people, you should start. Uh, well, actually, I say speaking of, but Julio Julio Jones, who's starting on Michael Irvin's team, I think you should probably start Jamison Crowder. Um. You might you may be starting him. Also, you got Chase Claypool on the bench. So I don't blame you for benching him. Roethlisberger's been pretty terrible, so you should uh, you should take a look at that at that at your wide receiver position. On at your wide receivers, I'm saying start Crowder of your. And so if you're not starting Crowder, then I'm going against you. I feel like that's not a good good idea. Chris versus Rayford. We got two good teams here. Uh, but the records don't show it. Christopher's one and three. Rayford is two and two, and neither really feel good about their team right now. But they should. I feel like they drafted a good team. Um, one fun fact: I feel like this is a little ridiculous that Rayford's kicker Daniel Carson Carlson is projected to score three more more points than Christopher's kicker Blankenship, and I'm like. That's a pretty large difference for no good reason. I'm not really sure what that's about. So, yeah, Christopher Yahoo says Christopher is going to win. I think that's true. He's going to get a lot out of Mike Davis from London this week. They're going against the Jets really bad. Run defense. And so I think you're going to do well. Then we got Nick versus my dad. Yahoo at first said Nick was going to win. But now they're going with my dad. However, I think Nick is still going to win. I think Trevor Lawrence kind of kind of turned a corner. Tyreek Hill is going to do really well. And then my dad's team doesn't really have the firepower that it used to. Dalvin Cook isn't really himself if he plays at all. And then you got Tom Brady, who just he did not. was definitely not himself last week. And I don't foresee him being himself this coming week. Yeah, so that's my take on that. Then you got the final matchup, me versus Jordan. Um, Originally, Jordan was supposed to win, but kind of some weird things happened with my projection. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, they're like, maybe he's going to play, and they had him projected for 20 points, and then now it looks like he's doubtful. Um, I I ran into this last year where... um, Christian McCaffrey was like going to play and then he was doubtful later in the week and it's super annoying and it sounds like it's going to happen again and I'm really freaking tired of it. Yeah, so I think I'm going to win, but I'm not feeling great about it. I, you know, I think that I'm going to need a lot from my wide receivers, which by the way, I already have a lot from two of my wide receivers. Cooper Cups did pretty well and then DK Metcalf did really well. So that's what actually moved my projection above yours. Jordan. 
All right. So, yeah, I think I'm going to win. All right. There is another thing that I wanted to talk about before we go, and that's the top six, bottom six standings. Like I said, I think this would be awesome if as a league. But then again, it wouldn't be as exciting and you wouldn't have as much smack talk going on. But uh, yeah, according to this, there are still two undefeated teams. So two teams have been in the top six every single week. And that would be McCann's team and Amanda's team. McCann's actually 3-1, and one, Amanda is 2-2. Two and two. And then after that, it's kind of interesting. Nobody has been in the top even three times. But you got fantasy football expert me, Nick, Dad, the Roach, and Christopher all two and two. And then you got Rafer, Jordan, Urban, and Smitty all one and three, based off of the top six, bottom six, win or loss. The uh, also an error last week um, when I was looking at the averages for every single week, I was way off, and so. I just wanted to correct that. They were actually closer to 140. Now, they still have gone down every week, but the averages have been 144, 140, 137, and 136. My formulas were just a little bit off. But still, the top scorer for any given week has not beaten the all-bench team. And remember, the all-bench team is not including a kicker and defense. So the all-bench team minus kicker and defense is still the leading, would be 4-0 and leading the league in everything. So, kind of makes you feel great about yourself, doesn't it? All right, it's been a quick episode five, but I'm ready to go watch some college football, so... Bye. Bye.